Next on BYU Sports Nation, one month from kickoff in Lincoln. What are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season? Another watch list for the greatest player in the universe, and Jordan Leslie of the Vikings joins us. Plus, the fall camp schedule is out, and where is BYU in today's preseason ESPN bracketology? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. It is time for sports, people. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, August 5th, one month away from BYU at Nebraska. Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. One month, my friend. Charged. One month. We are charged up for the football season. Man. I'm and excited, it's exciting. Man. Very exciting. Of course, fall camp begins this Saturday. Uh, later, uh, later on, we'll tell you a little bit about the uh, fall camp schedule that was released for the first eight days of that. So we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Yesterday, there was a report on Twitter related to a uh, BYU TV all-access show like Hard Knocks. Uh, we want to comment on that. We can neither conform, confirm nor deny this. Uh, for the fall, so we are not have we are having one. May or may not. So is that a maybe? As, as Spencer would say, may wow. or may not. Is that okay. a yes? Is that a no? Is that a maybe? So can, can I just can, rhyme? Confer- right there? Uh, a rhyme, unintentional. <laughs> may or may not. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, don't forget our fall camp preview coming up this Friday, noon Eastern time right here on BYU Sports Nation. We will get you ready for 2015 BYU fall camp. Watch the show this Friday, regular time, one-hour edition. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football has released the fall camp schedule for the first eight days starting this Saturday at 4.20 p.m. Mountain Time. That's when the first practice is. Media availability Saturday, Monday through Wednesday, so expect full coverage right here on BYU Sports Nation. And next Saturday, uh, there will be a scrimmage as well at Lavelle Edwards Stadium the 15th. So Woo! four open scrimmages for those local. If not, stick to BYU Sports Nation. We'll keep you in the loop for the fans to be able to see that. I don't recall this much access in a long time to a Bronco-led team practiced in the first week. No, I don't. Not, I, I, I can't remember either, especially for the, the first week. But uh, Jerry Jones, the uh, owner of the Cowboys, I was watching an interview of him yesterday, and he said, I love giving our fans access because it does something to these men when they're literally four feet away from screaming fans. The intensity goes up. <laughs> and so, for the men that are screaming in the stands. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, the, it is, it's definitely the men screaming. Yeah. 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 It's, it, yeah. You know, men love football. Uh, but, you know, as a player, it was the same way for us, too. It was like, don't get embarrassed, man. We're, all the, the locals are here. The fans are here. Don't get yeah. embarrassed. Don't be that guy. Yeah. So I, I, think, it, I think it definitely helps. With Giddy Moore charged up. Uh, Taysom Hill is one of 30 fourth-year quarterbacks, seniors or fourth-year ju- uh, fourth-year juniors, on watch list for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. Another award for the greatest player. Well, in the watch universe. list, not award. He hasn't received the award. Are you Brian. saying that he's not going to get it, Jerem? Yeah, I'll say, I'll, I'll say it right now. The watch, the watch list is great. ESPN's NFL Nation blog featured Paul Lasique yesterday calling him a battering ram. So does that Navy kid from rugby. But says he is still <laughs> long shot to make the roster. We'll talk to aspiring Vikings receiver Jordan Leslie, another NFL guy, coming up. ESPN's Joe Lenardi produced his preseason bracketology for next season today. What? BYU August is nowhere to be seen. And BYU's not in it. 
Not, I don't see why you're not in it. And I don't understand, man. What the foosballs is going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that phrase? BYU's made the NCAA tournament eight of the ten years under Dave Rose, That's by the why way. it's kind of a head-scratcher. It is a head-scratcher. Rise and shout. <laughs> it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. He keeps it and out into the open. To the 15, to the 10, Hill inside the 5, touchdown. Second and 10, and the fake give, Hill, no one to pitch the ball to, so he'll just get to the edge himself, and hurdle into the end zone, touchdown. Taysbectations, that's what we discussed today. Taysom Hill on another watch list, on a myriad of watch lists, Brian. And after a shortened season due to injury in the Utah State game in Game 5, expectations are big for Taysom Hill, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What are your expectations for the greatest player in the universe this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in lots of tweets coming in so far. So let's tackle this from a couple of angles. One is competitively, one is statistically, one is health, whatever you want. But let's address this. Because we've talked a lot about Taysom, but I don't think we've broken down specifically what you expect him to do. And I'm not, and I'm not talking just wins or losses per se, but yeah. what is he going to do? Talking about just overall maybe production. And, and we, we broke down 2013 season for Taysom and the 2014 season, the, the four and a half games that he did play. Um, and, and some of the numbers and the stats were, were you know, pretty interesting to see uh, when, when you're comparing things. And overall, it just felt to me that he was more poised. He was more efficient in 2014. He was able to distribute the ball uh, more. Uh, he didn't really have to rely too much on his, his running ability. He passed a lot better. Um, and so to me, I expect that same 2014 Taysom Hill to come out. Um, and a, a game that, that really stood out to me was, was Virginia. And when you look at the numbers and, and the stats, it, they weren't really eye-popping as far as his, his rushing yards. And, and, it wasn't and, and, one of his stronger days. No, it, it, it really wasn't. But the thing that I liked the most about that game was, you know, going back and forth and, and having some, some other issues. But being in a close game, uh, he was more than just a, a game manager. Um, he took uh, certain plays and certain drives and situations into his own hands when he needed to. But he also distributed the ball very well. Uh, he was able to, to get first downs when he needed to get those first downs. And to me, that's what I, taste, what I expect Taysom to be this year, is somebody that, is, is, that can manage games without doing too much with his legs, being able to drop back and distribute the ball to his playmakers and say, hey, here you go, my friend. Go ahead and score. Get some stats up. I'll see you in the end zone. I'll see you in the NFL next year. Mitch Matthews. Now, health, I, I don't know what to expect. I hope that Taysom Hill stays healthy for the entire year, but I think that he's going to do what it, it takes to stay healthy. In fact, he was on BYU Sports Nation on Media Day and had this to say about how th- he thinks the rush game will be different. What I'm hoping for is that we don't see either 13 or 14. I hope that 15 is Taysom is super pass heavy and that we're giving Jamal the rock as much as possible. And then, of course, Algie Brown and those other guys behind him. But just like the running backs of old, I want to see more you know, of that, that Luke Staley where he's getting tons of carries and just racking up the yards. And that was Michael Elise on his expectations as to whether they'll be 13 or 14. But listen to this one from Taysom Hill on Media Day about how the rush will be different. I, I'm going to do whatever it it takes to win a football game 
And I think where the change is going to take place this year is in the play calling. So we're not going to have as many designed QB runs for me. I'll still run the football, but it will be in broken plays. It'll be me just just making something out of nothing. And that's where he's really good, right? He's really good in the open field, but you'd think less rushes, less possibility for injury. And that's the key yeah. to the season. In fact, it's the key to the defense for yeah. some weird reason. Is <laughs> Taysom Hill being healthy? Here's, here are my specific projections related to statistics. Now, at, at BYU, everyone wants a 300-yard passer per game. Yeah. Do you know what 300 times 13 is? 3,900. Taysom Hill's not a 3,900 passing yards kind of guy. He's a 4,000-plus total offense kind of guy, which means I think fans need to expect something like 230 passing yards per game for Taysom. Because if he's getting 230 per game over the season, people, that's right at 3,000. Okay? Yeah. That would be yeah. a good number. And then I go 80 or 85 rush. He was averaging 103 rush in 2013, ran for the third most in BYU history. He was rushing for one yard less per game last year. He was mm. still rushing a lot, but here's the difference. His passing completion percentage was way higher, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 66.7%. What? Do people realize he threw for 67% last year in 2014? What? Interesting, right? Very interesting. He was more efficient as an offensive player. And and you were right. Virginia, he made, like he said, plays to win the game. Against Texas, he didn't throw a passing touchdown. And BYU won by 34. It's a different BYU quarterback model, but it's one that's very exciting because he is BYU's first legitimate, you know, Heisman contender in a long time. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it really is going to come down to the, the rushing game and being able to put this offense and Taysom Hill, more importantly, in manageable situations. Mm. And so if Jamal is healthy, Algie Brown uh, can, can, can pound the rock. And if they can just get to third and six, that's so easy for almost any quarterback, especially Taysom Hill with – uh, his his efficiency and I think his leaps and bounds from uh, 2013 to 2014. It's easy to get a first down, man. To throw a six, you can do that, Jerem. He can. More importantly, he could rush for that. Right. He's right. In, he, that's a tricky situation defensively. If you're defending a third and six or less, and third and six is technically long. Third yeah. and six plus is long. Yep. So third and five, yeah, all of that. So Taysom Hill, his and that Michael Lisa soundbite was telling. 2013 Taysom Hill felt like he put the team on his back quite a bit. Right. Jamal still ran, Williams still ran for 1,200. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there are more weapons and, uh, uh, among the receivers, more experience for the running backs and offensive line, to where Taysom Hill does not have to shoulder this and literally have the season hinge on his joints in his knee right. or and, his ankle. And I think he's learned a, a huge lesson. I mean, he says, yeah, I may not get a lot of play calling, but at the very end of the day, man, you, you – you react as a, as a player, regardless if you're on offense or defense, you react to what's in front of you. And he can't sit here and say, oh, well, I'm not going to throw, I'm not going to, I'm not going to run or, or just because they're not designed play, uh, running plays for me, I'm not going to run. If you drop back and there's pressure and you find an, an opening, you're going to go ahead and run. I think the difference though is if he's t- 10 yards down the field or 20 yards down the field, instead of, you know, swinging for the home run and trying to get to the goal line, I can see him sliding because of, uh, of, of last year and, and uh, previous injuries, you know, just being smarter. So going, you know, playing, not, not taking anything away from him, his athletic ability, but doing it in a smarter way. 
to me, yeah, he's not a robot. Like, you can't program right. it into him. In this situation, do not go after it. <laughs> like, he's RoboCop. You put a human in that body, right, that he has, which is almost mechanical. <laughs> Ask Tijon Karoma, hey, who's, who's squatted the most? I have 425. All right, put on yeah. five more, 430. By the way, did you hear about the dude from Sanford that squatted 725? That came out this morning. Not Stanford. Yes, Sam. Sam. Samford. I want Taysom Hill to walk into that locker room and go, hey, what's the most? Oh, 725? Good job, man. (laughs) I'll see you guys later. Here's to you for that, (laughs) my friend. When you look at Taysom Hill and expectations for 2015, here's here's something that everyone's assuming, that he comes into Nebraska and he's 100%. We will find out even Saturday at fall camp, see him out there, and the expectation is that he is 100%, which is quite the story, right? Because there's got to be some mental fatigue to that injury as well. This hasn't happened once. It's happened twice. Yep. Haley Steed was a women's basketball player uh, who tore her ACL, I believe, three yeah, times. Yeah, like three times, right? Okay, played like 18 years of BYU. No, played seven. She had a mental block for a while going into the paint yep. because of that injury. Football. Can you imagine with Taysom Hill, obviously a knee injury and then an ankle injury? What what's going on in there? He's he's now built himself uh, kind of a, a safety valve via the USA Today of yeah. you know what if I get hurt I'm going to set myself up. I I believe he's 100 percent committed to BYU football and what's going to happen For and sure. his throwing mechanics and working all, on all that. But will he be the same dude? That's, is my question, and I hope that's the case because he's pretty stinking good. Yeah, that it, that that's really I think the biggest thing. I mean BYU and and somebody like Taysom. Uh, who who has the determination, the the, the the will to, the desire, all that stuff. The robocopness. The, you, you, it's a, yes, the, the the robocopness. He has all the ability in the world to come back and rehab and be healthy. I don't I don't think he would would lose a step. I think it really the battle is going to be upstairs. Yeah, and the, and the question is September fifth is he the same dude? Right, September fifth is he the same guy? And we are one month away. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 31 days. 31 days. I cannot wait, man. Four weeks from Saturday. I said this last time. I I just wish I could go to sleep for 31 days and wake up. Like, it's like Christmas. You're not a bear. If you just go to sleep, if you go to sleep at 6 o'clock p.m., Santa's going to be here when you wake up. In the form of Nebraska. (laughs) Conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season at Family Budge? A 10-win season, while still a freak athlete, consistency and health going are going to be a key for a successful season. Amen. Yeah. Spencer Linton agrees with you. Is Taysom Hill's healthy? 10-win season? I, 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 That's pretty good. I agree, Woo! man. On I'm this there. schedule? I'm there. At jmore 7 to do the impossible, he deserves to have an amazing season to prove he belongs and can succeed in the NFL. Coming up, what will it take for Jordan Leslie to make the Vikings? He'll tell us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Did you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation or an episode of the Logan Takeover? I did for a couple of days. You did, huh? Yeah. I was going to say, the, or an episode of the Logan Takeover. Uh, okay. The show is okay. on demand by downloading our podcast <laughs> on iTunes or the TuneIn app. 
Watch it on BYUSN.com. Today's Twitter question, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season? At Crazy Kook Fanatic. I expect to see him leaping buildings with a single bound. Hashtag greatest player in the universe. Yes, yes. Someone agrees there, with there you. There is no such thing as gravity when it comes to Taysom Hill. <laughs> would you say he's defying gravity? Yes, I would say that. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag interstellar. Hashtag wicked, actually. <laughs> yeah, but good try. Now joining us, Jordan Leslie, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Jordan, how is it going, my brother? Uh, it's been going going pretty good. Uh, almost two weeks into camp, so, you know, a little worn down, but uh, it's all a grind. I, uh, selfishly, I'll lead with this. Uh, I was just hanging out in Houston the last couple of days. Your hometown is pretty awesome. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. What did you do? I just did the, ma- I just did the main uh, you know, touristy stuff. Uh, Astros game, Space Museum, uh, Galveston Beach. Luckily, no oil was in the, the Gulf uh, this time. <laughs> uh, went up to College Station, checked that out, the George Bush Museum. So, Did I hit the hot spots? What did I miss? That was pretty good. Uh, what restaurants did you eat at? Nothing, nothing crazy. What, what a burger! What a burger! Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I had <laughs> I to hit. That. I had to hit that. Apparently, yeah. Okay, let's jump into uh, what's going on with the Minnesota Vikings right now. You said uh, you're you're pretty sore uh, from camp, but how's how's life right now? Uh, trying to make the 53 man roster with the Vikings. Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, like I said, it's a grind every day. Uh, you know, we wake up pretty early. Uh, wake up around 6:30, meeting 7:45, and. You know, we're going all day until, you know, curfew at about 11. So, you know, this this rest day is much needed. Jordan, was was this uh, leap from college to the NFL, was it everything that, that you expected as far as athletic ability that you're going up against, uh, speed of the game? Uh, definitely. You know, uh, you know, coming into it, I knew it was going to be a professional uh, environment and you know, everyone everyone was the top at their college, so it's going to be very, you know, very challenging. And it's exactly what I thought. Um, it's been a lot of fun, though. Uh, one thing I didn't expect is, you know, especially the uh, the veterans just being so, like, you know, down to earth. And like, even Adrian Peterson. I mean, he's one of the most down to earth person that I've met, and uh, he talks to you, you know, treats you just like you know, he's just as good as him. So that's one thing I didn't expect. So you're not getting uh, any rookie hazing or anything like that? Um, no. I mean, of course, you know, I got to carry pads every every once in a while and, um, you know, go go to the store and buy some candy or something like that. But it's nothing <laughs> nothing too too brutal. I mean, I, supposedly we're supposed to have a rookie dinner where, you know, we have to pay. So hopefully we don't go anywhere too expensive. Just be sick, man. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that'll work very well. I think they'll drag me out of bed. Wait, so you've had to go to the store to buy candy for veterans? Yeah, especially sunflower seeds. They love sunflower seeds, so I gotta ride my little bike to the store and get some <laughs> sunflower seeds and candy. Like bicycle, not like a motorcycle? <laughs> no, like a bicycle. <laughs> like a bicycle? I thought that was just the Packers, man. No, we uh so we're we're down in Mankato. Uh, you know, it's about an hour and a half from uh, Eden Prairie, where our facility is. And, you know, they asked me when I was uh, at home training, like, would I like a bike? Because there's going to be a lot of riding around to, you know, cafeteria, to the training room, to the facility. And I was like, yeah, and it's definitely much needed. So I have to go, like, five minutes down the road to the store and pick up some snacks. Nice. <laughs> hey, when's the last time you rode a bike? <laughs> you know... 
They say, you know, they always say, like, uh, you never forget riding a bike. Yeah. I still feel kind of shaky because I haven't <laughs> ridden a bike in so So I used to be able to ride bikes with no hands and everything, and now I'm over here struggling trying to ride with one hand. So I think I'm starting to get it down after this, you know, week and a half. I think I got it. Nice. Jordan, you said that a lot of the, the vets have been down to earth. Um, have they been helpful with uh, advice? And if so, what's the, the best advice that you've gotten so far? Uh, of course. You know, when you have people like Mike Wallace, uh, you know, a big-name receiver, and then even Charles Johnson and Cordell Patterson, like good vets to look up to, um, it's great to kind of learn from them. Uh, they're always willing to help you on certain routes and tell you kind of what you're doing. Like sometimes I have a bad tendency of sticking my hands out too early, and so they let me know about that. And uh, I think the biggest thing you, you get to learn from them is just, just to keep working. Um, like someone like Charles Johnson, I mean, he was a seventh-round pick, you know, got cut from two different teams and then ended up being the starting receiver for the Vikings, and I think their leading receiver last year. So it just kind of motivates you to just keep going and uh, never never get too down on yourself. Are you still jaded about not being drafted, or is that over? <laughs> I mean, I think that's always going to be uh, just something in the back of your mind. I mean, <laughs> That, that's kind of something you always dreamed of, and uh, it didn't happen. But, uh, you know, you kind of got to push it push it to the back of your mind as far as you can and just kind of keep working because uh, you got to use it as motivation and just be the best player that you can be now. Jordan Leslie, Minnesota Vikings receiver, is on BYU Sports Nation. Of course, had the uh, tremendous grad, uh, grad transfer senior year with BYU last year. So my question uh, for you is, when you're starting – for the Vikings on uh, Sunday or Monday Night Football at this during this season at some point, what college are you going to say? <laughs> Everyone asks me that. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> um, you know, if I'm lucky enough to start, <laughs> I guess maybe I'll say both. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they'll allow that. Maybe I can get it in real fast, like UTEP, BYU. <laughs> then quick like that. BYU-TEP. BYU-TEP, Ooh, Jordan. There you go. Oh, <laughs> you could go high right. school too, like or that's always safe. Like, like Aaron Rodgers goes Butte Community College. He doesn't say yeah. Cal. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can. Uh, you we can won't hold it against Tumble you. Can say your city. You could say you know say your city that you're from in Texas. BYUTEP. Yeah. That'd be funny though. Pocket pocket <laughs> that, that. That would okay? that would be good. Jordan, uh, what do you think that you have to do to make this this 53 man roster? Um, you know I think. Special teams would be, you know, one of the biggest things for me. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do the, the best I can on the show special teams to kind of give good looks. Um, the biggest thing comes to the preseason games. Uh, we have a preseason game this Sunday, so it's going to be, you know, a great opportunity for me to, you know, showcase my talents and uh, sh- show all the things that I've been working on at this training camp. So I think that's the biggest thing is just have good preseason games and uh, work as hard as I can do great in run blocking, do great on special teams, and just see where it goes from there. So Saturday, August, uh, or excuse me, the uh, yeah, the Hall, Hall of Fame game, right? Sunday, August 9th, is that the first game against the Steelers? Yep, this Sunday. Okay, this Sunday night, you can check out Jordan Leslie on NBC. That'll be awesome. Uh, Jordan, when you look at what the transition was like from BYU uh, to the NFL, what, what was maybe a moment where you thought, hey, uh, this, is, this is a little different? Uh, um, first being here all day, I mean, that's definitely, you know, different, uh, different atmosphere and just 
kind of seeing the different talent and, uh, you know, how, how the vets can just go so hard but then also be controlled. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, a lot of times they call us, we try to, you know, keep everyone up and everyone ends up on the ground and stuff like that and people getting tackled. But here it's just it's real professional. And uh, everyone just kind of knows it's a business and wants to get in, get it done, and then uh, move on to the next day. I know you've got to play it cool because you want to belong, but was there a moment where you're like, dude, I'm on the Vikings and I just did this? Of course, you know, just, you know, you, you sit there, you, you sit there at home, uh, sit there in your bag, and you're just like, well, this is what you, you dreamt of. And kind of sometimes you get caught up in, uh, you know, I want to be getting more playing time, I want to get the ball more. But then we actually sit in bed and think about it like, this is something you dreamt of. You've always wanted to play in the NFL, and now you're in the same locker room as Adrian Peterson or Mike Wallace or Teddy Bridgewater. You know, you're just right next you know, the locker right next to him. So it's kind of crazy just to think that you're in a situation and then to go out there against, you know, the starting cornerbacks in the NFL and, you know, if I catch a pass, it's, it's you know, it's, it's uplifting. It kind of gives you a little confidence boost. <laughs> Jordan, if you were to, to talk to a high school recruit looking at BYU and their overall goal is, hey, I want to make it to the NFL, how can BYU do that? What would you say to that recruit as far as how BYU prepared you to uh, compete for a a roster spot um, for the Vikings? Um, you know, first thing is the coaching staff. I would tell them, you know, the, co- one of the coaching staff at BYU is great. Uh, to have a coach like Coach Holiday and Coach Mendenhall, and even Coach Anide, um, they, they push you to be the best that you can be, and they – Coach Holiday was a big stickler about little things, and uh, that's the same thing with my receiver coach here. He he harps on every little thing, and <laughs> I feel like I run a great route, and he'll still come back and be like, oh, you can still fix this, and that's exactly how Coach Holiday was. So that definitely prepared me for this. And, you know, I sat down and talked to my receiver coach here, and he was like, I hope you understand. Like, I'm just being hard on you because I see potential. And I was like, trust me, I, I understand because that's exactly how my coaching staff was at BYU. And then, I mean, another thing was just, you know, the professional atmosphere at BYU. I mean, most people are 23, 24 coming off a mission, so they have their family started and they're worried about football. And then that's exactly how it is here. Everyone's worried about football. I mean, this is a job. It can end any moment, and everyone's trying to put food on food on the table for their family. And so those are the two biggest things I would say. Vikings receiver Jordan Leslie is on BYU Sports Nation. Let's finish with this. Our Twitter question today for uh, the BYU Sports Nation fans is, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season? What do you think, Jordan? Honestly, I feel like Taysom is going to be one of the best players in college football. I mean, that's kind of a bold statement, but I just I know him. I know his work ethic, and I know how competitive he is. And I definitely know his athletic ability. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the sky's the limit for him, and I expect a big season from him. Awesome. Well, Jordan, great stuff. Uh, we're paying attention. We hope you make the roster, man, and uh, good luck this Sunday against the Steelers. Thank you. Jordan Leslie, again, uh, this Sunday night, Hall of Fame game, Steelers-Vikings yeah. on NBC. You expect Jordan okay. Leslie to get some run. He said two weeks, or almost two, or going into two weeks, ending two weeks, and I was like, what? Huh? But that makes sense. You would start a little bit later if... Uh, you are, you know, in, in the Hall of Fame game. Or, yeah, they started. You know. They're one of the earliest. Yeah, uh, because they're in because the Hall of, of that, Fame yeah. game. So they've got five preseason games. So check out Jordan Leslie among others. Nice, uh, an opportunity the, in the NFL. That's right.
Coming up next, their task is tall. They're coming to Provo anyway. The head coach of the Wagner Seahawks joins us next. That game's live on BYU TV October 24th. That's our game, homie. Are we going to have a halftime show? Yeah, you'll be on the halftime show, man. Yes. We'll break it down. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. Jerem Jordan, Brian, and Logan in Radio Vision. Don't forget, Friday, our fall camp preview show, noon Eastern. We'll get you ready for BYU fall camp as they get set to start this Saturday. So they report Friday, the day of our fall camp preview. And then Saturday is the first practice. Report, get your gear. You know what that's like, my friend. Yeah, you get your gear, get your height and weight and some other things. I think, I remember, I think you do like a little short physical or something. Make sure that all your joints and everything are in place. Long day, you got meetings, and then, yeah, you go and hit somebody uh, the very next day. So Very exciting. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football has released the fall camp schedule for the first eight days starting this Saturday at 420. There are open practices to those locally in Utah that want to go. Uh, you can go Monday through Wednesday. And then Saturday the 15th, there is a, a scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. For those not in the area, most of you watching and listening, stay tuned to BYU Sports Nation. We'll plug you right in. Nice. Taysom Hill is one of 30 fourth-year quarterbacks. Uh, this is seniors or fourth-year juniors. Uh, on watch list for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. ESPN's NFL Nation blog featured Paul Lasique yesterday calling him a battering ram, but still says he is a long shot to make the roster. If you missed Jordan Leslie last segment, uh, he said he thinks he's got a shot to make the Vikings roster. He plays the Steelers this Sunday night in the Hall of Fame game. ESPN's Joe Lenardi is out of his mind when he produces <laughs> preseason bracketology for next season uh, today. BYU is nowhere to be seen, not in the last eight or anything. Don't know what was going on when he made that. Interesting. Theorem. Now joining us, head coach of the Wagner Seahawks, head coach Jason Hotailing from New York. Coach, how are you doing today? Great, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you uh, coming on. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a Wagner connection at BYU. One of the assistant coaches play, uh, for basketball, men's basketball, played at Wagner. His name's Quincy Lewis. So I don't know what oh, hat wow. or shirt he's going to wear, but you've got a Wagner <laughs> guy at BYU. Well, I had no idea about that. Yeah, I'll have to talk with Coach Hamline, and, and uh, we can discuss that one. Speaking of Coach Hamline, so uh, your first year with Wagner taking over, you've been an assistant there for several years now. What's it like taking over for Walt Hamline, who is the head coach for the past 34 years? Uh, I mean, obviously taking over for a legend like Coach Hamline, he's, uh, he's been one of my mentors, and, and I've learned so much from him, um, and I'm just really excited to get going. The, uh, the support from the top down, from Dr. Grassi to Angelo Ramo, and obviously Coach Hamline has, has been great, and uh, just excited to get started and take what, what he's taught me uh, since I've been here and, uh, and run with it. You know, it reminds me of, of when Coach Mendenhall took over the BYU program, and the first thing that he did was, was go to legendary uh, head coach Lavelle Edwards and, and asked him, hey, you know, what are some of the things that I should do to, uh, you know, get this program going in the right direction? What were some of the things that uh, your mentor said to you? Well, I think, you know, Coach has given me so much advice throughout the years. And, and you know, the, two of the last three years, we've either won the conference championship or shared it. So there's not a ton of things I wanted to change. It was more so, hey, Coach, how can I make sure I'm doing things the right way uh, off the field? Some of the things I haven't done as a as an assistant coach, um, you know, and it was really just, hey, make sure you're organized uh, and have all your ducks in a row and communicate with your staff and communicate with the uh, the people on campus that you, that you need to get things done. 
Wagner head coach Jason Hotailing is on BYU Sports Nation. October 24th, BYU and Wagner in Provo. That game right here on BYU TV at uh, 3 Eastern time. How did that game with BYU come about? Well, actually, we, uh, we got a phone call last year during the season, and I know you know Coach Hamline, obviously being the athletic director, I know he had been in talks with them for a while, and and all of a sudden he said to me, "What do you think?" and and we actually talked with a few of the players about it, and um, and it was you know they were all excited about it and said, "Let's go." Um, I know there was some stuff that went on with scheduling all that, but that was more with with Coach Hamline and and, and the people at BYU, and I wasn't really sure how it all happened. I just know uh, the guys were excited, I was excited, and and we said, let's go. Coach, when you play BYU in in October, what are your expectations? And and as a former player, uh, the competitive side of me is going to allow you to say, I expect to win. So feel free to say that if you need to. I understand. No, I think (laughs) – I think every time you step on the field, the the object is to win the football game. And every competitor knows that. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's the same game. It's the same field. There's the same rules. And you go out and you work as hard as you possibly can to get a W. And I think that's the mindset of our kids. You know, we've been playing these these games now for a couple years. And and what we want to go out there – and do is just compete as hard as we possibly can, play fast, play physical, and just and play the game the way it's supposed to be played. Winning a conference championship and certainly you know a, a national championship are among more important goals than, say, maybe beating BYU, but what do you know about BYU football going into the season? I mean, I just, you know, the history of BYU football, the great players they've had um, going into this season, we, we, you know, we haven't started breaking them down yet from a, from a schematic standpoint, but I know they got some great players. I mean, obviously the quarterback uh, getting hurt last year um, and now coming back and he's a, he's a heck of a player and uh, you know, they have the running back to go along with them and, and they got some great players on defense, good linebacker. So, so all in all, I just, I know it's a great program and the history of it and uh, they return a lot of good players. Coach, let's, let's break down your team uh, for uh, Sports Nation and tell us some of the players that uh, fans and analysts we should be paying attention to uh, come October. I think uh, some guys that have made some headlines, you know, Al Page is a defensive tackle for us. He's a fifth-year senior. Uh, he was a preseason All-American, uh, had a very, very good year last year for us on, on the defensive side of the football, made a lot of plays. Um, in the secondary, D'Angelo James is a senior. He's been a solid player for us. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, uh, Chris Andrews uh, really had a good end of the year last year at the quarterback position. Uh, Otis Wright at the tailback position has, has made some plays in his career. And, and now we have Anthony Carrington coming back at the receiver position as well. So I, I think there's a lot of guys out there right now and, and throughout fall camp we're going to see who's going to step up and, and make the plays and get going in the beginning of the season for us. What's it like to run a football program on Staten Island? That's great. You know, the the local community supports us extremely well, and, and being here in New York City, there's so many opportunities for kids. Um, so running the program, we try and incorporate New York City into it as much as we can. Okay, Jason Hotailing, we appreciate the time. Uh, look forward to the matchup October 24th on BYU TV in Provo. We appreciate the time, Coach. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. You too. Yeah, Quincy Lewis, uh, the men's basketball assistant coach, I wonder if he's going to don his – his uh, Wagner stuff that day. Why? If I was him, I would. I would. Yeah, I would. Definitely. I don't blame him for possibly doing that. No, man, you got to rep. You got to represent, <laughs> dude. You do. Yeah. You know, at I, all I times. And interesting that there's a football program right in Staten Island. You remember yeah. Lavelle Edwards uh, served a mission in New York City, uh, and he would help with football in mm-hmm. the inner city. It's just yeah. tough because there aren't 
giant football fields everywhere. You no. have to go out a little yeah. bit. So it's basketball. I know lacrosse is starting to become bigger more on the East Coast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's huge on the East Coast. Um, but I, you know, I actually learned something. I, I, you know, he, I didn't know they had an All American. Uh, I didn't know that they had won a, a conference championship. Two of the last three years, yeah. they've won the, I believe, Northeast or Northeastern Conference Championship. So Savannah, let's be honest, Savannah State was terrible. They're one of the worst FCS yeah. programs. Wagner is not North Dakota State, but they're a good program. It's an FCS game. You hope that it's uh, just not an embarrassment on Savannah State's end. I right. think it won't be that. Granted, BYU expects to win that game, and that's why he's scheduled. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Twitter question today, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season? At DVG63, just a Heisman. BYU hashtag <laughs> what? small steps. Just a Heisman. Just a, just a Heisman. I, small steps. Can we wipe these down for sarcasm before we put them on the air? My goodness. <laughs> We never wipe me down for sarcasm, that's oh, for sure. Oh, man. I want a Heisman, too. Coming up, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season? Plus, the elite tweet of the day. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYU. That's the elite tweet right there. That one? Already? Yeah. yeah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Here I'm Jordan, Brian Logan, Studio B, Provo, Utah. 84602. Ooh, okay. Did you miss our interview earlier with Jordan Leslie, Minnesota Vikings receiver? No worries. Go to youtube.com forward slash BYU TV sports to watch all of our interviews on the show. The Twitter question today, what are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season? At Dave Farns, past Brad Smith, Missouri quarterback, 0205, I remember, for most passing and rushing yards in a career. Needs 4,306 passing, 2,149 <laughs> rushing. Uh, now listen, had Taysom Hill been healthy, he's missed 15 games, more than a full season, right? Well, one yeah. full college football national championship yeah, game see, season yeah, now. SEC uh, schedule, yeah. yeah. He would have been in the running to be the most prolific dual-thread quarterback in NCAA history. He would have had a shot because his freshman year, he would have started the back seven or eight. Yeah, And then he probably would have started... Every game after that. In fact, he started every game in 2013 and then got hurt in 2014. We'll see that, and that's. I think that is a huge factor that people uh, take for granted. Is guys get these stats? Well, usually most most of the guys get the stats because they are starting all four years, right? They are if starting. Johnny Manziel played four years. He would set some records that wouldn't be broken for a while. Right, exactly. But exactly. he played two seasons. So, so, I mean, so that speaks to the caliber of that type of player, you know, the, the Cam Newtons, right, the Johnny Menzels. Uh, but then you also have the players like Taysom that, yeah, if you do break those records or if you can stay healthy and break those records, uh, that speaks a volume too because you are produ- your production plus you're staying healthy. That says a lot to me as an analyst or as a fan. I appreciate your, your work. And I appreciate you not getting hurt. Yeah, that, and that's a huge part of it. To me, I've, I've said it numerous times from this BYU Sports Nation pulpit, the key to the, the season is Taysom Hill staying healthy. Yeah. Listen, there, brace yourself for this situation, people. Third and seven, Taysom Hill sprints out. Two guys are near the line of scrimmage with him. He said on this very show he want, he's going to do what it takes to win. There may be a time where he doesn't get a first because he wants to stay healthy. Yeah. He may step out of bounds. To avoid that situation that or is, whatever. That, or slide. Is, that is totally fine and with me, And you've got to accept that because we've seen in 2012 and 2014, what 2014 especially, BYU's 4-0, they're ranked yeah. 18th, everything's going great. He gets hurt, boom, four games in the dumpster, 
four and four. Because right? sim- that impact is worth not getting a single first down for. No, no, live it's another not. series. No, no, man, not live another series. Live another game. <laughs> live the next series. Live to the another. Live, live to play the entire season. If you that means you don't. You know, uh, get a first down, then cool, man. Go ahead and punt the ball away. I'm fine. So if it I'm happens, fine with that. if it happens, people will complain. I'm telling you right now. If that's what it takes for Taysom to Hill to stay healthy sometimes, then do it. Then do it. He's still going to be reckless at times, but he's going to pick and choose his spots safely. Trust me, the last person that wants to get hurt is one Taysom Hill. <laughs> right. Okay, keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. This just came out within the hour. Sports Illustrated. Releases its top 25, BYU's number one. No, that's not the case. But there are three (laughs) opponents on the top 25 that BYU plays. Everyone can guess them. Number 14, UCLA. Mm. Number 16, Boise State. Mm. Not too far behind. And number 20, Missouri. Okay. Okay, those are the three kind of consensus preseason ranked teams on BYU's schedule. Others that could be on there at some point in the season, in my opinion. Who knows about Nebraska? Yeah, that's Utah State. Yeah. Cincinnati. Cincy. Yeah. Whack. Nope. <laughs> Whack. Could, could have some more. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Who, potentially. Let's, if Michigan's, if the voters have any re, any chance of putting Michigan in the top 25, they're like UCLA. They're, they're a legacy program yeah. where even if they're just okay to good, they'll be, they'll, they'll be respected. Yeah. yeah, they'll be considered because of their brand. I've been shocked, but not shocked. To see Jim Harbaugh and Michigan featured everywhere in college football stuff. It, he is the biggest story in college football. Man. It's wild. If not the biggest, the second biggest to Ohio State. I'm so sad because I was I'm a Niners fan, so you know, RIP to the Niners season and and uh probably franchise for yeah, for the next ten years. But yeah, I mean Jim Harbaugh, it's just that's just I think the type of person he is and his personality uh, that's what he brings to the table. And it's going to be interesting. A lot of analysts that I've spoken with, national analysts, they've said, oh, BYU should win that game. And you Utah know, won that game by 18 last year. Yeah. And, and, and there's been some players that have been dismissed. You'll get that when uh, new coaching staffs come in and, and the vision doesn't align up with, with some Texas of the players. it's not Texas like last year. No, Texas was, man, they, they were dropping like they flies. They had two career starts on the O-line. Yeah. And BYU it, went into that game. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. But – uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a game that's really interesting, or it's a team that's interesting because I think it hinges on the team really rallying around Harbaugh and his vision, his message. But that's what he did with with the 49ers. And I mean, Stanford. I mean, and Stanford come into a, a a a program or a franchise that's not doing great, but they have the talent, and you know, Michigan has the talent just because it's Michigan. They're getting top recruits. Now, what can you do with the talent? And that's what Harbaugh has proven to do at Stanford and with the 49ers. Three distinct Harbaugh connections to BYU. Taysom. One is Taysom Hill, and that's been documented quite a bit. Of course, recruited him to Stanford and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then we learned in the Dan uh, Walken inter- interview in USA Today that he talked to them for 45 minutes. The two chatted after the interview right. last yeah. year. Okay. The other one, Jim Harbaugh was on the sidelines with Michigan, uh, injured, had gone 3-1 and one as the starter, would have been the starter had he stayed healthy against BYU in 1984 in the mm. Holiday Bowl. Okay? And the third one, he coached at a West Coast Conference school. San Diego has football. They're in FCS. He coached yeah, at do. San Diego, uh, who every year, by the way, nominates football be added to the West Coast Conference. <laughs> you need five teams. Oh, There's only man. two. 
Sad day. Sad. Okay, UCLA, Boise State, Missouri. Uh, UCLA, obviously the toughest of those three, but what's the most winnable of those three games against a ranked team in the preseason? Because I I don't know if Michigan's going to be ranked when BYU plays them in week four. Right, right. Um, I mean, Boise is obviously going to be ranked, right? They should be. Uh, I think they be they host Washington. They in should game be one. They should be Washington. That's pro. at home. They mm-hmm. should be Washington. Um, Chris so, Peterson returns. Yeah. So B, there you go. Uh, BYU there. Is that the most winnable? Those three of the preseason SI.com top twenty five ranked opponents. It's UCLA, they're all, they're all, Missouri. They're all tough, man. And it, it's funny because I think BYU goes three and one, but I think they lose to Boise. So you think they would all three <laughs> on the road? Wow. Yes. That would be quite the accomplishment. Yeah. That and, would... and the stat of the day yesterday was Taysom Hill's one win on the road against a Power 5 team at mm-hmm. Texas last year. Yep. The volume isn't huge on that, right? It was one and four, one and five? I don't yeah, remember. one and five. Okay. So, okay, six games. You got one one win. Yep. So in order for BYU to have a, a good season and a, say, 10-win season, like Spencer said, hey, if Taysom Hill's healthy, you you're going to have to win at least two. But but of but, those to, road but games, to your right? point, the the losses weren't blown. They they weren't blowouts. I've I've said this before. Yeah, the the largest loss for BYU under Taysom Hill as a starter, where he finished the game. I don't count Utah State. That was by 15 as well. But against Washington in the Fight Hunger Bowl in 15, that earlier that season, 2013, BYU played at Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Never really felt like BYU was going to actually win. They had to make a couple plays. But right. They lost by 10, but felt somewhat dominated um, in the trenches in, in both those games. But BYU was in a position to compete. Now, that's the thing. Will you be okay if BYU competes but doesn't win some of these games? Yeah, I would be okay. But no, it's the answer. People I would be okay. will not be happy I would be okay because it. it's about wins and losses. However... If if you only have a couple of losses and they are close ones, there is street cred to those. See that? Okay, that I'm I'm more with that. Yes, if a couple of losses, maybe three points. It, you know, it, it and it shows that you did you weren't blown out. It'll be more frustrating though because you'll think, well, I should have won that what one. Could have happened. Like, like fans think that last year about UCF and Nevada. Well, remember you ha- and Memphis. You have to win against Cal. Yeah. You have to win against Houston and Virginia. Those were single score games. BYU goes 3-3 yeah. and three last year, and that's the difference between an 8-win season and a 10-win season. Would've, should've, could've. The road to a 7-win season is paved with close games. <laughs> Coming up, the whip. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU Football has released the fall camp schedule for the first eight days starting this Saturday at 4.20 p.m. There is media availability Saturday, then Monday through Wednesday, and next Saturday's practices are open to the public. Today's mail is one of 30 fourth-year quarterbacks, seniors or fourth-year juniors, on the watch list for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. Cougars in the NFL. ESPN's NFL Nation blog featured... Paul Asika yesterday calling him a battering ram, but says he is still a long shot to make the roster. Men's basketball. ESPN's Joe Lenardi produces preseason bracketology for next season today. No better day than August 5th, I suppose. BYU is nowhere to be seen. Not in the last four in, next four out, nothing. BYU's made it to the NCAA tournament eight of the last ten years, and if Spencer Linton was here, he would call for the tournament train. There it is. I hear it every night in Springville. Also, the West Coast Conference announced an officiating alliance 
with the Pac-12, Mountain West, Big West, and WAC. I have Baseball. No idea, I have no idea what that means, but if it means better officiating, <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm with you. Colton Mahoney pitched four innings with three strikeouts while giving up two runs and a 3-2 win for the Staten Island Yankees. The Tennessee Smokies' Jacob Hanneman went two for four in a run and a 6-5 to five win over the uh, Birmingham Barons. That's who jo- uh, Jordan played for. Jordan. Michael. Oh, Michael. Michael. Oh, Uncle, the greatest. Two, Uncle three. Mike. And Adam Miller of the Mobile, Mo- oh, Mobile Bay Bears pitched two innings with three strikeouts and a loss. Future guests, all we do is talk to NFL guys here. Jordan Leslie today, if you missed that, download the show podcast. Chief Safety Daniel Sorensen tomorrow. Former NFLer as well. Brian Keel coming up Friday on our fall camp preview. You forgot to hashtag white safety. Hashtag white safety. <laughs> there aren't a ton of them. What he's doing no, is uh, it, that, it, beating it, the odds. You've got to give him love. That's why we say that. Everyone's nervous about race in that, but it's, it's true. Fall camp yeah. preview coming up Friday, noon Eastern time. Uh, check it out. Brian Q will be on that show as well. Today's Rise Shout is brought to you by Dexter. Dexter, helping you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Joe Lenardi. No love for BYU, but lots of motivation. Lots of motivation. <laughs> what are your expectations for Taysom Hill this season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Freddy Cougar 21. Very well done. Assuming health, I expect him to shock the nation by leading the Cougs to a 10 win season. I think that would shock BYU fans more than it would the nation. I think people expect BYU to be a good team. Yeah. I'm not sure about 10, but yeah, I I feel you. I mean, do you think so? If if BYU doesn't get 10 wins, do you think fans are mad? No. I'm telling you, eight is good. Wicked is good. Maze runner. Ace in number. Maze Runner. <laughs> Elite tweet of the day. At Family Bodge, a 10-win season. While still a freak athlete, consistency and health are going to be key for a successful season. Thanks to Jordan Leslie, Jason Hotailing, and everyone on our crew. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Carter Meese. Joey Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow. Ooh. Noon Eastern time. This is the Carter.